Thank you for joining me for worship today. Our service is from our Thanksgiving Eve service. Our order of service is in our bulletin. We're going to begin right now with hymn number 256, How Great Thou Art. Glory be to the Father. 
govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may always look forward to the end of this present evil age and to the day of your righteous judgment. Keep us steadfast in true and living faith and present us at last holy and blameless before you. We pray through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 8 verses 10 to 18. Moses' words to the Israelites in which he encourages them to remember to be thankful for the Lord and his blessings. Moses said, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful desert, that thirsty and waterless land, with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the desert, something your fathers had never known, to humble and to test you, so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Our epistle reading is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 to 20, a reading in which the Apostle Paul reminds us that, well, God had blessed him with knowing that secret to being content. Paul wrote, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, 
Not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Not that I am looking for a gift, but I am looking for what may be credited to your account. I have received full payment and even more. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. We'll sing our next hymn, hymn number 609. We praise you, O God, our Redeemer, Creator. Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return 
and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, who art our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear fellow Christians who are blessed with our Lord's grace and love, the story is told of this gifted preacher who had a bad problem with depression and just feeling down and out. He had his periods of extreme anxiety in his life. And well, what happened is that he had a friend who talked to him and said that if he'd look to the Lord for the Lord's help, that then what he could do is he could maybe overcome that depression. And I say maybe there because there are cases when a person is going through medical, a medical problem, a, a depression that is a medical condition and needs medical help. And then there are those times when a person is down in the dumps or is going through extreme anxiety and and looking to the Lord can give all kinds of help and security. Well, what happened in this instance is a friend said to him, well, have you ever taken the time to thank people for the good things that they have done for you? And the pastor kind of sheepishly said that, well, no, he hadn't spent a whole lot of time thanking those who had helped him out. And well, the friend then said, well, what I want you to do is I want you to pick one of those persons who has helped you out greatly in this life and write that person a letter thanking him for what he had done for you. And well, the pastor took the friend's advice. He wrote the letter. And after he wrote the letter, he heard back from that person to whom he had written the letter, just expressing his thanks for being appreciated like he was. And so next what happened is that the preacher started, well, writing some more letters. And he gathered a list of names of about almost 500 people. And he started writing letters. And he started hearing back from many of those people thanking him for, their, for his words of appreciation. And what ended up happening is that because of this, this spirit of thanksgiving that was created in the preacher just lifted him out of his despair and got him instead to think more about the Lord and his blessings. And it was getting him in the right direction. Well, realizing that the Savior had been showering him with blessings all along through all of those different friends that he wrote the letters, what that did is it soon got his thoughts fixed heavenward, fixed heavenwards. And soon he began to thank God daily for all of the amazing blessings that he received from him. We live in a sin-filled 
and stress-filled world. And the fact of the matter is, is that if our sinful nature had its way, what it would do is it would cause us to concentrate on the stress and the pressures and the temptations and the troubles and the problems that we face in this life and it would just cause us to be down in the dumps in despair all the time. However, what we can do instead is we can keep on reminding ourselves of our spiritual and our physical blessings from our God. And when we do that, then the storms of this life, the problems, the troubles that we face in this life, they still may be severe, but they're going to have a harder time of consuming or controlling us. So this Thanksgiving, and really always, let's give thanks to the Lord our God. As we look at this miracle of Jesus healing the 10 lepers. He reminds us, Jesus reminds us to give thanks to the Lord our God because of his pity, because of his power, and then because of his praise. Leprosy was a terrible disease. It was considered incurable back in Jesus' day in Bible times. There were a number of different forms of leprosy, but when you think about leprosy, it could cause the formation of lumps or sores and other deformations of the skin and of the limbs. And a leper he could end up losing a finger, fingers, or other extremities on his body because of the effects of leprosy. A person who had leprosy was an outcast from society. He was considered unclean and wasn't allowed to participate in Israel's worship practices. And again, like I said, an outcast. He had to stay away from family and friends, living in isolation. It was not a pleasant life. Well, our reading, it begins with Jesus on his last journey to Jerusalem before his death. And as he's heading toward Jerusalem, heading to some village along the way, what happened is, here were some lepers that came out of their isolation because they wanted to see Jesus. And they did stay at a distance from Jesus because they were concerned. They were concerned they didn't want to pass on that terrible disease to Jesus. Well, they stayed at a distance, and then it says that with a loud voice, they crowd out, cried out to Jesus. They probably were crying out together because one of the effects of leprosy is a weakening of the voice. But they called out in a loud voice together, saying to Jesus, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And their petition, it was a prayer of faith. They must have heard about Jesus from someone and knew that he was passing on by. And it's obvious from what they said that they believed that he had the power to heal them. Maybe they had heard of 
Jesus healing a leper or lepers before this time. But as they called out to Jesus, we can notice that they didn't make any demands of Jesus. They just said, have pity on us. They just appealed to his mercy and compassion as people who were undeserving and unworthy of his help. Those lepers, they show us a fine example here. When we go to God in prayer, oh, what we can do is we can ask him for specific things. The lepers could have said, heal us of our leprosy. But we don't really want to make demands of Jesus saying that this is what he has to do. Well, unless we're asking for the forgiveness of sins and for his grace and blessings. But when we ask God for things, when we ask Jesus for things, putting things into his hands and trusting in him to take care of us in the way that's best for us, what an example those lepers teach us here. Most people of Jesus' day, if they would see a leper, they might end up running away from that leper, the leper colony, like this would have been considered. They would have run away, or maybe they would have just done nothing because, well, basically there was nothing that they could do. There was nothing that they could do. But when Jesus saw them, he didn't run away. And it wasn't that there was nothing that he could do. It says that he did have pity on them. And we probably all heard people who say something like, I don't want your pity. And when a person says that, he's saying, I don't want you to think of yourself as being better than me and looking down on me, a pitiful creature. That's what often is meant when someone says, I don't want your pity. But that's not what Jesus did. He didn't look down on them. Rather, his having pity on them means that he looked at their circumstances. He was troubled by his circumstances, but because of his love for them, he determined that he was going to do something for them. Likewise, we also need Jesus to have pity on us. We need him to have pity on us because we have a much worse problem than the leprosy that those 10 men were afflicted with. You see, a person can die with leprosy and could be received into heaven. Having had leprosy in this life, of course, he's going to have a glorified body in heaven, right? But a person can't get into heaven if he is afflicted by the leprosy of sin. And as those 10 men needed Jesus to have pity on them and take care of their problem, so what we need is Jesus to have pity on us and take care of our problem, the leprosy of sin. And that's just what Jesus did when he came into this world, when he lived and died for us, when he paid for all of our sins. Because of his love, he was motivated to do something for us. And he planned to do that even before the creation of the world. So let's give thanks to the Lord our God. Because he took pity on us when he didn't have to. Many years ago, 
I can remember a time when I helped out a couple of ladies in a grocery parking lot because they had a flat tire. And I, I took pity on them, we could say, because I looked at them and recognized that they had no clue how to change a flat tire. And if they did try to do that, there probably would be no way they'd be able to loosen those lug nuts on, those tire, on the tire. So I took pity on them and I helped them. However, if I hadn't stopped and helped them on out, they wouldn't still to this day be there in that parking lot lost and stuck with a flat tire like that. They could have gotten help elsewhere. And the reason why I say that is because that's not true for us in our sin problem. We can't get help elsewhere. Jesus is the only one who could give us the help that we need. So let's give thanks to the Lord our God because he's the only one who could help us and take pity on us and give us the help that we need so that we wouldn't be lost forever. Jesus told the ten lepers, go show yourselves to the priest. That's what those ten men needed to do if they believed that they were cured of their leprosy because the priests had to give them the okay saying that they didn't have this unclean skin disease, give them the okay so that they could re-enter into society. A fact that's often overlooked as a person looks at this miracle is that, yes, there was only one leper who came back to thank Jesus, yet all ten believed that Jesus would heal them, that he had the power to heal them. They weren't cleansed immediately. Jesus told them to go and show themselves to the priest. And, and as they were going, we don't know how quickly, but as they were going, they were cleansed of their leprosy. None of the ten were disappointed. They all went to the priests, the priests, and as they went, they were cleansed. Now, obviously, what they should have all done is they should have all gone back to Jesus right away and thanked him as that one leper did. But a story like this reminds us that we believers don't always do what our Savior wants us to do. And that just means that what we need to do is keep on looking to God and his word for guidance and help to work at living how God would have us live. Let's give thanks to the Lord our God. He is the only one who has the power to give us the help that we really need. Oh, maybe a story to illustrate that. Years ago, on a family farm, there was a young son who decided that he was going to light a small fire beside a straw stack near the barn. And his sister knew that that could really mean trouble. So she immediately went 
for mom and dad to try to get them there. And by the time she got them and brought them back, what happened is that the fire that the son had started was already out of control. And the family proceeded to pour bucket upon bucket of water onto that fire to try to control it, to try to contain it. But then what happened is that a, a strong wind came and that strong wind was blowing sparks from the straw stack to a nearby stand of wheat and corn. And what that meant is that if that fire would have kept going, if it would have gotten the stand of wheat and, and corn, the family farm would have been lost. This was a dire situation and recognizing that there was no earthly help that was going to be able to rescue the family farm, what they did is they pleaded for help from the Lord, from God in heaven. They knew that only a miracle could save the farm. And then what happened is they prayed. And then there was this large cloud that came over and all at once it began to pour. And in a short time, everything was drenched. The fire was out. And then just as suddenly as the, the cloud burst came, it was done and it was over. It was later learned that that cloud burst was contained, confined to just the area around that farm. That's the only area that it had hit, affected. And it lasted just long enough to quench the devastating flames. And now what God did is God caused that family to realize that he had the power and he was the only one that had the power to help them. Now, I don't have documentation to prove the truth of that story. It almost sounds like a made up one. But it does illustrate something important here. As that family needed God's help in that instance, so also we're in a spot where we need God's help and, and God's the only one that can give us the help that we really need. And God came through. God came through supposedly for that family with sending a cloudburst and God came through for us by giving us Jesus, by giving us a savior, who took care of our sins for us completely, who won heaven for us. And that God who took care of our problem with our sins, he's gonna give us all the help and the strength that we need in whatever circumstances we really need it in this life. And that means that we can join the Apostle Paul in saying, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, be glory forever and ever. Let's never fail to thank the one who has the power to help us in all circumstances. Only one of the former lepers came back to thank Jesus. And from his words, Jesus reveals to us that he really does want us to express our thanks to him. He said, we're not all ten cleansed, where are the other nine? 
Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Now, under these circumstances, the Samaritan foreigner was the one person that you would have expected not to come back and to give thanks to Jesus. He's the one you would have expected to not do that. The other nine, maybe you would have expected them more to have done it, and that's because Jews and Samaritans didn't get along. The Jews looked at Samaritans as as being half-breeds and, and inferior people. And the Samaritans, they didn't like the Jews because they knew the Jews looked down on them as they did. But here it's the Samaritan and not the Jews that remembered to thank Jesus. And apparently the nine Jews, they got so wrapped up in well, just think of their circumstances. They got so wrapped up in their circumstances. They, they had to go to see the priest Then they probably had family that they wanted to show that they were cleansed and, and they wanted to get their lives back together. They had got so wrapped up in things that that's why they didn't immediately thank the Lord Jesus. Hopefully, Hopefully they did remember to thank him later, and, and maybe they did. We, we can hope that they did. But let's not be like the nine lepers in this story, that we also would get so wrapped up in all the things of this life that we fail to, to thank God for his grace and blessings his so many blessings in our lives. What Jesus did here is he ended up praising that man who, the Samaritan man who came back and, and said thank you to him. He said to the man, rise and go, your faith has made you well. He had been healed physically, but more importantly, he was healed spiritually. So let's give thanks to the Lord our God. Let's give thanks to the Lord our God because of his pity, because he looked at our circumstances, our hopeless, our helpless condition apart from him, and, and he said, I'm gonna give them the help that they need. Let's give thanks to the Lord our God because of his power, because he's the only one who has the power to give us the help that we need in all circumstances in this life, thinking about just our earthly lives and, and also thinking about especially our spiritual lives. He's the only one who could give us Jesus to be our savior, to win for us heaven. And let's give thanks to the Lord our God because of his praise. Well, the praise that Jesus gave toward this Samaritan man reminds us that what Jesus wants us to do is to continually live lives of thanks to our God because of all of his blessings. And his blessings to us, so great, so great. He takes care of us, body and soul. He gives us a savior. He gives us eternal life. We're so blessed. Oh, give thanks 
to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's confess our faith with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray. We give you our thanks and praise, O gracious God, for the gift of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself into death that we might have life with you forever. We give you our thanks and praise, O gracious Lord, for the gift of your word, through which we have found peace, comfort, conviction, hope, and assurance. We give you our thanks and praise, O gracious God, for the priceless gift of faith by which we have been made your children and heirs of your kingdom. We give you our thanks and praise, O gracious Lord, for the gift of life and health and the abundance of all our earthly blessings. We give you our thanks and praise, O gracious God, for the richness and healing of your comfort when our hearts are heavy and the cross overwhelms us. We give you our thanks and praise, O gracious Lord, for the victory you have given our fellow pilgrims and our own loved ones who now live with you in glory. We give you our thanks and praise, O gracious God, for the growth of your kingdom in all the earth, to the glory of your name and the salvation of precious souls. For all these and countless other blessings to body and soul, which are new to us every morning, we unite our hearts and voices in songs of thanks and praise. We sing. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And we have, gather up all other prayers we have as we join in praying. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Again, I thank you for joining me for worship this Thanksgiving Eve, Thanksgiving Day tomorrow. The Lord bless and keep you always. Don't have any specific announcements for you tonight. Hope to see many of you via YouTube or, or at our services on Sunday. Again, the Lord bless and keep you always. We'll give thanks to the Lord for he is good.